Welcome to Business with Beers. I am your host, Brian Beers. This is a podcast for business owners who want to scale their business to massively grow their income and contribution by investing in people, process, and technology. This week, great show with Eric Cabral. He's an entrepreneur in the podcasting space. His company, On Air Brands, creates and produces podcasts for many different businesses. He's also the owner of PodMax, which is the leading one-day podcasting event that provides training, networking, great keynote speakers, and of course, recording some shows. In this episode, Eric talks about the benefits of being a podcast guest, get this opportunity to share your story, grow your brand, your business, create new relationships with people who some of them will become friends. And ultimately, you get to tap into someone else's existing following. For example, anyone who I have on as a guest to my show gets exposure to everyone listening. And if I go on a guest as the guest to somebody else's, right, I'm exposed. So you get this this cross-pollination of, you could say, of audiences, which really can help you grow. Eric also talks about life not being linear and the idea that you know, we go through life, we meet people, we have conversations, we share ideas, and then nothing happens. But a few weeks, months later, things click. And then all of a sudden, all, all the pieces that were kind of put into place before are, are now in line. You can make explosive progress on something. And so the idea is, you know, you have these goals and you keep working, you keep taking action. And sometimes you may not see results immediately, but then, you know, you keep at it and down the line, make a lot of progress. Anyway, it's a great episode. If you enjoy it, please share it with your friends, rate and review with your favorite part, and that helps us reach more people. Well, welcome to the show, Eric. Welcome. Thank you, Brian. Always a pleasure to see you, my friend. Great. Well, it's an honor being on your podcast, Entrepreneur Circle, the other uh, week. So I figured uh, it's great to return the favor and have you on here, chat a little yeah. bit. I'm getting a lot of Brian uh, in, in a short amount of time, which is great. Yep. Hey, well, it wouldn't be business with beers if I didn't ask you that me and you are at a bar and it can be late. It can be five o'clock. It doesn't have to be 11 and having a drink. Uh, what are you, what are we drinking? Lately, I've been all about less the beers because of the calories and the bloatedness that I feel. Um, and more about gin and tonic. I'm just keeping it simple. Just okay. a little twist of lime. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, nice <laughs> hot day like today. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, cool. So if you could share your story, who you are, kind of what you do. Uh, I know you do a lot of things. So maybe kind of a broad interview and, uh, and then we'll dive into it. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, was in the rat race for 20 plus years, bro, you know, corporate America and um, didn't know any better. Just water cooler conversations and rumors and toxic environments. I had a lot of fun, learned a ton. And then I realized after the second time I was being laid off that I was I was done with this sort of lifestyle. I hit a glass ceiling in the creative industry. Um, I reached the top of my game within that space uh, in terms of like positions. Uh, I wasn't going to be made partner to a Fortune 100 company, um, so it was it was up to me to decide what was next. So real estate investing became the next path. You know, I started to understand what financial freedom and legacy wealth meant. That meant nothing to me <laughs> for the majority of my life until I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And it changed everything, bro. And I got permission from the CEO of my house, my wife, Jane. And she said, do your thing, man. I, I trust you. And we got enough savings for us to, to test drive this. So I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. So started investing in multifamilies, eventually the second oldest winery, um, in the nation, and then uh, found a bunch of partners and friends that have become like brothers to me, um, and 
they helped support me and everything that I was doing outside of real estate, you know, building a, a media agency called On Air Brands. And now this um, leading the podcast industry in terms of events and, and networking and recording shows in one day through PodMax. Um, that's, that's really where a lot of my focus is every day recently. Okay. How long yeah. ago did you leave your, that W-2 job? 2017. So it's been four oh, okay. years now. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't too long yeah. ago. Yeah, no, no, not at all. And then, uh, and, and timeline wise, when did you launch the the media uh, on air brands? Uh, uh, Twenty eighteen. Okay, so about a year. Yeah. You kind of doing some real estate, figuring it all out. Yeah, um, I did. I did that for a year. Uh, well, continuing to do it, but like it was all I did: education, you know, um, and and networking, and then acquiring my first multifamily in year one um, gave me the confidence and the network to start building other things. Okay. And yeah. uh, how much real estate do you own now? Is that kind of a focus or is it more kind of the podcasting world? Really yeah, my focus? focus is all podcast and media right now. Okay. So I sort of put that on pause. I mean, I participate in things uh, from a passive level, okay. um, you know, in syndications and co-sponsorships uh, to bigger projects that I am not running. Uh, we only have so much time throughout yep. the day, right, Brian? Yep. So yeah, I, I find experts that are a thousand million times better than, than I am those things. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I'm uh, doing something similar now. You focus on the active business, right? And then yeah. kind of the money that you want to invest, go passively and just kind of write the check and let them run it. And exactly. You just got to find the good people. That's the you know, that's the challenge or the opportunity too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So cool. So let's talk about on-air brands first. Uh, like what's kind of the mission? What's the focus? Like wh what do you guys do there? So it originally started as like a traditional uh, a media agency, creative agency, where we did logos and branding and, and marketing. That was my wheelhouse, you know, in corporate. So I leaned into that. Um, as I started to see social media and understand it, you know, for myself, I started to give it to others, um, which evolved into creating and producing podcasts for myself first and then for others. Uh, now that's what it really focuses on. Um, it's just a machine. You know, we have, you know, over a dozen podcasts that we produce on a weekly basis, plus over 50, close to 60 within our podcast network. Okay. So it's grown um, and it's, it's, it's just a well-oiled machine. Um, it's not something that I focus on every single day to grow it. It's, it's, it's just, just generating income and revenue and, um, you know, building on its own slowly, but um my focus will be soon now that I have a, a, an insanely voracious and passionate operator, integrator. Uh, she's going to help me and focus on on building that part of the business uh, once PodMax gets gets well-oiled like that one is. Okay. So that was the original one. And then the spinoff uh, yeah. or, or next, next is is PodMax. So let's go into that. So yeah, what, what is PodMax? So, so PodMax is, I would say modestly, the leading uh, podcasting event, one-day event that records podcasts, uh, provides pre-training, uh, you know, like speaker training before the event, and then, uh, you know, mastermind-level networking throughout the day. It's 9 to 5, 9 a.m. to, to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard. We do it about every six weeks. And then we have uh, world-class keynote speakers, you know, take the stage, you know, like David Meltzer somewhat recently, Steve Sims, um, and, you know, Hal Elrod and, um, you know, 
the whole C-suite from Vayner, still working on Gary <laughs> to get him on the stage. But uh, yeah, yeah, they come, they bring it and they educate and offer value to the entire community. And that's really what it's become. It's become a really passionate, loving, vulnerable community where people come in initially, I'm going to be on a podcast, cool. But then they realize, wow, I'm finding partners, clients, relationships, friends, um, and they keep coming back, Brian. So it's, it's wonderful. I, I didn't realize 2020 was going to build this really sort of heart-centered community. Okay. So how yeah. many people typically are on, did you have it in one of these events? Uh, well, when we were doing it live, we, we would probably have anywhere between uh, 30 or 40. Okay. Live. And what was and cool mean, about yeah. live meant they come to Trenton, right? Yeah, where the studio is. To, so wherever exactly. they're, they're driving a couple hours, maybe, or, or flying. Yeah. Or people flying. were flying in from Colorado. People were flying in from LA. Uh, it was pretty wild. Okay. To, to do this one day. Gonna, yeah. They record a bunch of, um, they do a couple, right? A couple, couple recordings as guests. When we were live, they did six recordings in one day. Um, you know, and then I would bring in like catering and music and entertainment and all this stuff. It was, it was, it was great. We're going to get back to that soon. But then when it went virtual, we kept it full day, but we could only do three recordings in one day. Um, but the operational costs really just more than cut in half, which was great because I didn't need a staff of 12 people running around and operating the event. So yeah, it's, it's exciting how it's sort of evolved uh, into a virtual event, which we're going to keep um, and then do live events once, once we find the right timing for it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. So it's all, it's all zoom now, right? Uh, so they, yeah. they break out into separate, whatever zoom recordings. Is that kind of how it works? Exactly. And then Exactly. So that's our sort of virtual little studios. When we were live, we had multiple rooms that we outfitted with podcast equipment and a, an audio technician. Now it's become an easier lift because it's just breakout rooms. You don't need anyone in there other than the host and the guest. Um, and it runs pretty smoothly. So, uh, and, and, and rather than having over a dozen people running around, we have at the core five of us uh, operating the event, two of which, you know, we're not really doing much other than emceeing the day and being the hosts. But yeah, so there's like maybe two people that are really operating everything behind the scenes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, cool. It's a cool business model. Yeah. And uh, from your standpoint, and then for the guests, what are, so what are the benefits to the, the guests? Obviously, you said there's the networking component, right? So they get to meet other people, they get to keynote speak. Um, what are the other, what are the other benefits? Why a guest would want to be on this? So, so from the surface level, you know, we get people very interested in getting on podcasts, right? They have a story to tell, they have a business they want to promote. So they come in thinking of it as a marketing arm, you know, spoke in the wheel of marketing. Well, it becomes more than that. Uh, and, 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 and it becomes wildfire for them because they're speaking on shows that have their own community. So, you know, let's take you, for example, uh, you, you meet someone at our event. It's someone that you normally probably would not have reached out to or they would have found you. And then we make the connection. Now they have access to, to offer value and share their story and what they do to a community they would not have normally had access to. So then they do that multiple times, right, throughout the course of the day, uh, because normally you you know how it is uh, as you're, now that you're a podcaster. We're reaching out to people that we kind of know, you know, at yeah. arm's, arm's length. Yep. And, then, yep. and then at some point you exhaust that and you have to go to the outer rim. But now when you go to a podcast event like ours at PodMax, you're reaching and meeting people that you wouldn't have met before uh, through us. And it's just a wonderful way to, to find people outside of your circle and then to continue expanding that and helping more mm. people. Yeah. Okay. 
So, so what's your business plan to, to grow this thing even, even bigger? Is it more frequent events? Is it bigger events? Is it like, what's the big vision of this thing look like? Yeah. So the big vision and I'll, I'll, I'll go, uh, you know, micro to macro. So we'll do, we, we, now that we've done 13, 14 events, uh, some of which were live, three of those were live. We have built a community of hundreds of people that just are devoted and, and, and brand loyalists and champions. And they have, uh, we've found clusters and pockets of them within cities like Jacksonville, Florida, Dallas, Texas, Austin, uh, Las Vegas. So what I want to do is now that everything is opened up and people are, you know, uh, more fearless, which is fantastic. They, um, they want to have live meetups. So I did sort of an offshoot in Jacksonville, Florida. I traveled down there. There was a half a dozen of us that met. They loved it. And they said, Hey, can we do this more? I said, well, can you lead the charge for a PodMax meetup? And then well, we would love to. So I said, I'm going to create, you know, sort of the spread, the, the, the blueprint of what it looks like, you know, the course of the, the evening, I'm guessing it'll be. And all these podcasters and business owners can come together and sort of connect and share ideas. So I want to start to do that in all these major cities, start to get a groundswell, Brian, where now the, the community is growing from the ground level. And then when they come to the virtual events, it gets bigger and this words keep spreading, which all will lead to what I call affectionately and jokingly, but hopefully it comes to fruition is Podmax Palooza, where we have a massive conference okay. of thousands of thousands of people that have now, you know, met in their little pockets and then virtually and now come together in a big, big event. So that's where it's all sort of leading. Okay. Yeah, that's exciting. It's yeah. an exciting vision. Uh, so, so you go to a meetup. What's uh, in Jacksonville? Your vision, at least, of this thing. What are the topics like? What are, What are people talk? What are these business owners talking about? Is it they? Did they bring each bring a challenge or like a best practice or is it like? Yeah, I, I don't know yet. Um, I know that I, you and I, we go to meetups, right? Real estate meetups. So, I love. I love the meetups, and and I host our own meetups in Princeton, New Jersey, where. Um, we get people on the stage and that's kind of what Podmax does. You know, we, we want people to get out of their comfort zone, right? They, they, they come, they don't know what to expect. Some of them are very introverted, which is fine, but we have everyone take the mic, stand up, tell us why you're here. What are you hoping to gain or learn today? And then everyone gets to share their story. Um, and then, you know, hopefully someone connects, resonates with what they said in within their 60 second, you know, two minute thing. And then now the networking event after that, you know, is, 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 is more fluid and uh, easier. So then that's what I'm hoping to do. That's kind of what we do in the real estate meetups, but yeah, so you, you break um, the I want to take elements of, yeah, right. break everyone, the ice, exactly. everyone, everyone kind of shares their story, you find a common yeah. connection with somebody. Uh, so that, that's like kind of the, the bar talk, right? They come, they talk to you, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then what about the structure of a meeting? Is it kind of trying to bring the keynote speakers in to talk on a certain subject or someone in the group who like, I'm not sure yet. I mean, because yeah. think about it, think about this, Brian. There's so many irons in the fire. This is another business model. Like I have the framework for it. Yeah. I have a wonderful person on my, um, you know, in my corner. Her name's Liz Faircloth. Uh, she runs these real estate uh, invest mm -hmm. her meetings, and she's she's gone nationwide, tens of thousands of people. So she's literally giving me the playbook on how to build this when I'm ready. Mm -hmm. I, I have it. <laughs> yeah, I have it just, all, uh... and we've spoken for hours about it. Um, but it's not something that I'm ready to pull the trigger on yet. But when I am, you know, we have it uh, and it's going to be, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be amazing. But Brian, I will tell you this, what I want to do is, 
is is some some unique things. One of which is record a podcast during the meetup. You know, no one's doing that. I used to do that in my real estate meetings when you know uh, before everything shut down. I would always go live on Facebook and then repurpose the content to promote the mm-hmm. event. Um, so we'll we'll do some really cool things. That's that's one of the things I'm thinking about. Like every every meetup has a podcast. Cool. Yeah, it's exciting. So what does your team look like? You know, I guess probably in person, some, some virtual, you know, you have all these different kind of businesses and goals. What's, um, what's the team? What's the structure? So, so on air brands kind of birthed PodMax, right? It was, it was like an experiment. Let's see what happens. It's an event. Um, and it worked. So I had to separate the two businesses, but still use the same team for both. So we're talking business here, right? Cause this is business with beers. Um, I plan to create a separate entity called the on-air brand shared services so that we don't have two accountants. We don't have two operators. We don't have two of everything. It's one thing in one place that shares amongst all the businesses that have created. So that's one thing that I'm hoping will make things more efficient. That So that's all sort of falling in place now. My new business partner, Meredith, who is the director of operations, is the director of operations for Honor Brands and PodMax. So, you know, we're, we're, we're systematically approaching everything, taking care of PodMax and what it needs and watering and pouring love into that. And then now uh, we're, we're, we're planning on going over to Honor Brands and focusing on growing that business as well. And, and then there's other things in the pipeline that we want to grow other businesses. So it's really exciting to have the right team you know, the right people on the right bus, because then you could do more things. Uh, but that's, that's sort of the, the top level. Okay. And um, virtual assistants, do you, do you use any virtuals at all in person? Yeah, we have a virtual team of designers, project managers, writers, absolutely. Um, the majority of which are in the Philippines, but um, we had some in Canada. We, but we focus mostly in, in the Philippines. But yeah, it's, it's great having them on the team. Yep. They, they're, they're, they're so good. Yep. Yeah. We have, yeah. we have five or six or so that work for us and it's, uh, yeah, you can do it, do amazing work and it's scalable, right? You, you exactly get busy, right? You just, you bring on somebody else and you don't need any more physical space and, no. um, no. you know, there's some, there's some great benefits there. Yeah. Um, so cool. So what's one of the biggest challenges that you've faced throughout your, your career? Um, you know, as a business owner, or even in your W2, but maybe make a great business. Um, Mindset, bro. That was the biggest hurdle for me. Reprogramming, you know, um, getting out of the matrix and realizing that everything was not real. <laughs> and, um, you know, grasping the concept of of investing and abundance and, and leading with value. I know these are all sort of like catchy terms and phrases, but it's real. Like, you know, manifestation. I'm a firm believer of like, I don't, I don't, necessarily think of life in a linear fashion anymore because my ideas as a creative are so abstract. Um, I may be talking about something today and then the pieces start falling into place down the line. I'm like, oh crap, that was a conversation I was having with Brian and now it's coming to fruition. This happens every day, every minute as I talk to people, um, sort of like setting up the pieces before we need it so that Mm when the time comes and the timing's right and the universe says, okay, it's all ready and aligned, it falls into place. I'm like, wow, this is great. Uh, (laughs) So what was your mindset before? What was the belief that you had in terms of how things worked versus what'd you learn? Yeah, it was all about me. It was all about me. Um, uh, What's in it for me? Um, 
you know, what, how can I maximize this for myself? Um, focusing less on others, I couldn't care less. I was very empathetic uh, as a child and growing up, you know, in a somewhat, you know, a relatively dysfunctional family where I had to play the peacekeeper, so that I carry that skill set into um, into life in in work. You know, whenever there was like bickering amongst coworkers, I would always like, "Hey, look at it from this side." And have you thought about this? This is what's yeah. going on in their family. So I was always that peacekeeper, and 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 people always called me the glue, which I've continued to do here. But I had a lot of distractions, a lot of toxicity, a lot of sort of. Um, sort of employee mindset type of things, limiting beliefs that I had to get over and figure out. Um, and that's, that's been the biggest hurdle. And, and, and it's still a practice every day. I'm not, I'm not perfect and I always make mistakes, but everyday practice of, of meditation and, 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 and affirmations and gratitude and uh, exercise has just made a world of difference so that when things get thrown at me, I'm not putting my fist through walls. I'm not screaming at my kids. I'm not doing the things that I used to do when I was was what my wife calls Eric 1.0. <laughs> so, you know, now she's calling me Eric 3.0, which was like, wow, thank you. I've graduated. You know, I did hit 2.0, but uh, yeah, I didn't just leapfrog. You, you jump right past it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's the wonderful thing that... Um, so that sounds like morning miracle. Is that kind of what you, you follow? Yeah. How our reds practice there? Yeah, yeah, that, I mean, I modified it to fit me. Uh, but yeah, that that's a good framework for 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 making changes. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, yeah, that was one of my questions is, you know, what are some of the, your daily habits that you attribute to your success? Um, so so meditation, you said that. Uh, affirmations. Can you give us some examples of maybe what are some of the, the affirmations that you use or um, are prominent? Yeah, um, gratitude is a, is a big one. Um, being grateful for, for, for everything in my life. Um, then I get sort of specific about it. And then, you know, I start to appreciate and, and, and continue to adopt an abundance mindset. Um, what does that mean for people that don't know the abundance yeah, mindset? Absolutely. What does so, that mean? So, so the best explanation or metaphor I can give is, um, you know, the world is an abundant world, you know, life, plants, trees, animals, they're not thinking in limiting terms, right? They're, 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 they're growing, they're expanding constantly, you know, everything around the world that you see um, in the universe is constantly expanding and growing, you know? So yep. if you think sort of micro to macro, it all is abundant, everything that we live in. <laughs> so I know it's going to get a little sort of uh, feely here, but we are part of that. We as humans are inherently part of this nature and part of this abundance and growth and expansion without limiting ourselves. That is abundance. And if we just lean into what we are naturally uh, about, because we're with one, we're one with nature and life and, and the world and the universe. So therefore, if we lean into it and accept it as part of us in our DNA, that's abundance to me. Like, talking to you, talking to friends, talking to people that we had at this conference over the weekend. That is something when you start to put the vibration out there, people start to understand, wow, I want to be around him or her. They are all about abundance and helping and offering value with no expectation of return. That's to me abundance. Hey guys, Brian Beers here. In addition to being an entrepreneur, a podcast host, and a real estate investor, I work with a handful of clients as a strategic business coach. 
Success is 80% mindset and 20% mechanics. And as your coach, first, I focus on that 80% mindset. I help you get clarity on the vision that you want to create for your life and your business. We then set goals that align with creating that future. From there, it's all about having a laser focus and taking action on a daily basis. You know, I'm a friendly guy, but you're not hiring me to be your friend. You're hiring me to help turn decades into days by holding you accountable for doing what you say you're going to do. So if you're interested to learn more, go to brianbeers.com to book a coaching discovery call today. Yeah, one, of, one of the best metaphors I heard is, you know, the world will give you, you know, any, anything you ask for, right? And that if you think of the world as like an ocean, right? And some people go into the ocean and they, they have a teaspoon and they get the water, right? And, and that's, what they, that's what they bring out, the teaspoon, because that's all they're asking for. Well, someone else may go with a, a five-gallon bucket, right? And then someone else may go with a 55-gallon bucket, right? And so the more the people who are going into the ocean and asking for more of whatever it is in life are, are, are then getting more because, right, the ocean is abundance. You know, there's as much yeah. out there as that person is willing and, and able to, um, you know, want to bring back. So Absolutely. Um, yeah, I love that. But that's a, that's a you know, and, and kind of the, the concept that relates to kind of thinking big, right? You have these big ideas. And if you, if you, if you think the world's small and it's not possible, it's hard to have, you, you won't have those big ideas, right? You think it's impossible. Yeah. You think it's abundant and that anything out there is, is possible, right? You can dream bigger, think bigger, start putting the, the actions into place in order to achieve, you know, whatever you're looking to do. Because otherwise yeah. it's, it's limiting, like you said, self, the self-limiting beliefs of what's possible. Um, I think that's the biggest learning for a lot of people. Yeah. Especially coming from, uh, you know, kind of probably a corporate world where you have to kind of follow these rules and, uh, you know, you, you kind of have to live in this box and live in someone else's world versus, you know, being on your own and anything's possible. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, cool. So, so gratitude, abundance, what, any, any others that you kind of like primary um, focus of yours? Yeah. I mean, Mostly that. I mean, I do. I do some silent meditation. I also do yoga. Uh, a lot of that is very helpful. Um, I used to go to. I was like a gym rat. You know, I'd love to go to the gym every day or every other day and just like build my muscles. It's it's amazing how yoga, um, if done as a daily practice, you know, has. I think I'm more fit than I ever was. You know, when I used to just go to the gym and isolate muscles. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still go, uh, but just not as often. But definitely, like sort of intermittent fasting has changed. You know my mindset in terms of um like nutrition um and and getting past the hangries i used to get so yeah. hangry brian like yeah, so how's that work wife, so i get i get hangry and yeah yeah uh, i've heard intermittent fasting can you can you give me kind of explanation of how it works I, all my life is? i i labeled myself as somebody who would get you know very very upset and angry if i don't eat when i need to eat and all my friends all my family like uh oh you know get eric some food he's coming <laughs> yep, he's getting yep. he's getting upset it sounds like me um, yep. which changed when I adopted intermittent fasting, which I've been doing for, I think, about two or three years now. Um, it's a lifestyle. It's not a diet. A lot of people think, oh, I'm going to use it as a diet. And I'm like, no, it's 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 a mindset. It's a lifestyle change. And it becomes part of you if it fits, right? It's not for everyone. It really fit for me. So just just so people know, I mean, and they're probably tired of hearing it. For those, so, so for those of you who are into intermittent fasting or didn't work for you, uh, you could sort of like drift off. But um, <laughs> for me, you know, dinner's around six to seven o'clock at night. I don't eat after that. That right there, um, created discipline for me because I used to, Brian, like continue 
eating snacks snacking through, yeah. yeah until i go to Ice bed cream, so cookies, maybe if yeah. i go to bed at midnight or one o'clock or two o'clock i'm eating potato chips i'm eating popcorn i'm eating whatever's in the cupboard um so when i got into the mental space uh, and discipline that this is my cutoff dinner's my last meal i'm done no matter how hungry or whatever i'm craving i don't eat it so that was great and then when i wake up in the morning people this was the biggest part brian when people are like uh man, how, how are you going to do intermittent fasting? You love breakfast. That's your favorite meal. And I was like, yeah, I'll never do that. How can I do that? I'm not going to skip breakfast. Well, I figured out I don't have to skip breakfast. If I'm breaking my fast, break fast, then I could eat whatever I want, eggs and oatmeal or whatever at two o'clock. You know, it's usually typically when I eat over maybe one o'clock. Um, so that's people. And also I didn't understand the concept of while you sleep, you're fasting, right? And so a lot of the time during that eight hours is 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 fasting, you know, of the 14 or 16 hours of fast. Yeah. yeah so how, what's the hour? You need 14 to 16 hours? I'd say about 14 to 16 is my average of fasting. Yeah. Okay. So if you go to about six, that's like eight, 8 a.m. kind of, or you eat dinner at six. You have to about eight a.m. Yeah. Or so to, to 10 yeah. a.m. before you should have then another. I, then I don't eat. The only thing I do is I'll I'll have lemon water with uh pink Himalayan sea salt and um and apple cider vinegar. So that's my sort of morning booster to hydrate. Um and then I'll drink black coffee. Uh and that's it until until I eat my first meal around probably one o'clock, two o'clock sometimes. Oh wow. So you go to that. I mean, that's, that's a good amount of hours. Yeah. Yeah. So then, you know, your body goes into ketosis, not where we're that, you know, but anyway, quickly, what happens is when your body goes into ketosis, it's burning fat for fuel. It's not burning the calories that you've ingested throughout the morning and the day. And so that's where my body has adapted and changed and morphed into the best physical hmm. shape that I've been in my entire life. Um, and consistent, you know, consistent with my weight, consistent with my energy levels. Uh, it's very predictable versus before when I would eat Brian and break my fast or whatever it was and eat garbage, I would fall asleep through the course of the day. I can't concentrate. Hmm. You know, what's funny, Brian is I can't, I actually don't look forward to breaking to my fast because then my brain shuts off after I eat, like, cause it's, it's concentrating on digesting. So then I love the morning to the time I eat because now I'm so hyper-focused. That's when I get the most stuff done. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So as, a, as a business owner, especially having those those blocks of time, right, that you kind of dedicate to doing something specific, um, you know, time chunking or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. Do, do you do any, practice any of that? Is that kind of your, what your mornings yeah. are, have kind of dedicated, super focused? Yeah. Can, you, can you go into that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I, I used to have, and I still kind of do a to-do list, but then I realized a to-do list is just a, a, a parking lot for things that will never occur, <laughs> things that you'll never get done, right? It just keeps growing, growing, growing. And then I literally was going through it today, this morning, Brian, and um, there was stuff from 2019. I was like, I just deleted everything. I was like, wow. Okay. I guess I yeah. didn't need to do that. Um, and then I, I forgot who told me, but for, for years now, I've been practicing chunking my time in my calendar. So if you look at my calendar from Monday to Friday, um, you know, Monday mornings is dedicated to uh, creative solutions uh, and brainstorming. Just like I just leave myself open for from 7 a.m. to like 9 a.m. creative. And then like there throughout the week, there's others like on Tuesday mornings, um, I believe I chunk out administrative tasks and emails. So then then I focus like catching up for those type of tasks. And then, you know, and then since so on, and like Thursday mornings, I put a big chunk in for financial 
uh, reviews and tasks, mm-hmm. you know, so all the stuff that I have to do, um, the stuff that I don't like to do that you're probably a whiz at. Um, but yeah, that I chunk out my time. Um, so and dedicated and days based dedicated on the subject. Days so creative, and, admin, and financial. Chunk. Yes. Yes. Okay. Exactly. So people see it. I give access to my calendar to, to, to all the key players on my team and they know, don't bother Eric. He's, he's, he's in creative mode or he's in, he's blocked out for this mode. And they ask, they ask if, if they can, you know, like, Hey, I need to set up a meeting. It looks like you have a creative block or you have something else here. Is it okay? And I'm like, yeah, because they have to respect your time blocks and chunks and what you're focusing yeah, on. They're, they're irrelevant. Otherwise. Yeah, because before it was all, you know, and this was corporate life too. Like it was just constant reactions to everything around you, you know, like, and at the end of the day, you didn't feel like you accomplished anything. You know, it would get so frustrating. And, that, and then that's one day, then it's a week and then it's a month. And that's your life just reacting to things and, you know, feeling like you're not productive or accomplishing anything in your life or, you know, especially goals. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So you're, you're stuck in that whirlwind or that tidal wave, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. You can't get out. Um, yeah, yeah. So you have these goals, you set these goals and then do you, do you then plan out each week or each month, like proactively what you're looking to accomplish in those time blocks? Uh, how, how does your goal setting then integrate into your calendar? So there isn't a collective sort of like macro monthly sort of goal set, but we do have, I have personal goals um, of which, you know, I check in on a regular, but no specific timeline. Um, and then we're about to adopt and implement the EOS system into our business, uh, you know, and, you know, the Gina Wickman sort of sure. yep. uh, tools. And that's going to hold us as a, as a business uh, accountable, you know, from the leadership positions and making sure that we hit our 90 day goals and our level 10 and all this really cool stuff that, you know, I've sort of scratched the surface. It's, it's, that's not my skill set. You know, we have, you know, Meredith is going to do all that. So it's going to be, it's going to be pretty cool. Great. Yeah. Yeah. We've been, uh, on traction for a little while now and a couple of years and, uh, I wouldn't say yeah. we're hundred percent, but we, we got a lot of it down, you know, especially I think defining roles, who's responsible for what, um, yeah. you know, the level 10 meetings, we have them literally every single Monday morning for mm-hmm. years now. And, um, you know, before that it was, it was sporadic. Um, yeah. And it's, 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 it's a great process for anybody. I know we've, we've talked about a little bit here before, but, um, yeah. the attraction EOS entrepreneur operating system, like software for your business kind of thing is, is exactly. the concept in terms of how you operate. Um, so that's great. Um, cool. So what's, what's next? What's, I mean, we talked about a lot of stuff. What's like when the next couple months, what's coming out of Eric? Um, the next couple months personally, um, and then I would say the next couple of months to, to the end of the year, you know, leading into the next year is, is I'm, I'm, I'm really doubling down on, let me just share my mantra here and then people will understand where it's coming from. <clears throat> but my mantra, which, which, which has now become the company Podmax's sort of mission and as well is to, to make the world a better place one mic at a time. And originally when I said that, Brian, I thought this, your mic, my mic, right? Mm-hmm. These are two mics. We're doing this one mic at a time and then we're sharing our story and sharing uh, with your community. So then I know I do more of that through the event, right? Because now multiply the microphones yep. in the yeah, room. Leverage, leverage right? there, yep. And then it starts to expand, it starts to grow. I do this outside of the event, you know, individual as a guest, 
as a host. So I continue to do this, make impact one mic at a time, one conversation at a time. And then it hit me, Brian, I'm, I'm being asked to MC events. I'm being asked to keynote events. Now that everything's opening up, I'm hitting the stage. Uh, and I'm also introducing keynotes to other events. So I'm starting to realize, oh my goodness, I'm impacting and changing the world one mic at, the, at a time, not just with my mic, but with other people on stage because of the, the connections and the networking and the introductions. But then also when I hit the stage, um, for example, uh, this past weekend, I was emceeing a three-day or two, two and a half-day event, and there were about three or 400 people there. So one mic speaking to 400 people like that's impactful. That's something that I want to continue doing. And that's my goal, you know, from here on out uh, to continue expanding on that sort of okay. mission. So yeah. you getting on stage more, yeah. sharing your ideas, your message, inspiring yeah. the three, four, five hundred or thousands, whatever in there mm -hmm. to, to each take hopefully a piece of that and impact, you know, their lives and other people around them. Yeah, yeah. I have to share something that's sort of happening as a result of that is um, you could sort of get into this real, uh, reality distortion bubble uh, where, you know, I'm, I, throughout the event and the weekend, I'm walking in there and people know my name just because I'm I'm on the yeah. stage. Um, so so it could play to your ego. Your, our, our, naturally, our egos are going to feed into that and go, oh, hey, you know, I'm the shit, you know, I'm the, <laughs> you know, like. Yep. And it starts to happen. So I had to really ground myself this morning, especially because I, I, I stayed at an extra day with my family um, to relax and sort of decompress. And, and I had to do you humble, humiliate, you, you, humility, sort of, mon, uh, uh, you know, mindset and meditation to sort of like come back down because it's just not normal to be in an environment like that. So I have to sort of be aware of what can happen. Uh, there's good and there's bad of it. And always staying humble and always staying, uh, you know, and, and, and just having you humility in life is, is, is so beneficial. And we have to kind of just stay on that course or else it can get to you. Yeah. That's a, yeah. That's a great message. Um, yeah. What is a uh, Eric Cabral keynote speak look like? Like I know it varies, but like what this week? <laughs> yeah, can you give us the highlights. Like you're up there. What's your like? What's the big message? What are the couple of takeaways? Yeah, a lot of it's everything I said here on the show. You know, staying humble. Um, you know, helping others, leading with value. Um, you know, I, 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 one message that I said while I was on stage was, um, you know, you're here at a big event. Uh, there's a lot of people who can get intimidating you know, don't put a lot of pressure on yourself, but think of it as like, find one person that you can help today. You know, like, what are you great at? And maybe someone is going to recognize that. Like, do you have time or do you have money? Which one do you have that another person may need? Yeah. Uh, just find that one person. And, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, that resonated with people or someone in the audience where they're like, okay, that's, that was the first thing in the morning. I said, you got the whole day. It's the last day of the event. Go out there and find that person that you can help. So yeah, that, those are sort of the things that I'm sort of moving towards is like, okay. So kind of core values kind of as a person, kind of how you operate or how a, a good model for maybe someone else to, to follow and to open yeah. up into some of these ideas that, you know, maybe they're, they're not used to hearing. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, it's a real estate event. You know, people are like money, 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 money. You know, where can I find the money? Where's the money? Um, but I, I, I sort of moved away from that. And I kind of wanted to share through my experience that when I focused on that, 
it's sort of like you repel <laughs> what you're focusing too hard. Like you're, you're asking, you're asking, yeah. you're asking. It's, it's like it's a pendulum, actually, right? You're pushing it too yeah, far in the one direction. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good. And, and, and I just love those type of events, any events, but especially real estate investing yeah. events, you know, it's, 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 especially as a business owner group. too, a lot of the things that you talked about today, you know, in, in the, the morning process with the, the meditation and the yoga and the, the affirmations, right? All that kind of leads into getting your, your mind right. So then when you sit down, you spend your, your chunks, time chunks, instead of in this whirlwind, right? You're yeah. following this model of effective time management, then you can think right, right? And you're eating right too. So like sometimes if you're only focused on the, the, the business, making money, the connections, but you're not doing all this other stuff to develop yourself personally, right? A, you may not think, a, you may not have these creative ideas. You may not see what you should be seeing or could be seeing. And then, uh, you know, don't know how to take, don't know how to take an opportunity of it because maybe you're not have the right time. You're too you're too busy with all these to do list items that don't even matter. So, I think that's that's a great part of your your message just in general is like there's there's like an operating system like we talked about EOS, but it's of your life and of, as a person, which you you kind of have down uh, as as a good role model for other people. So I appreciate appreciate that. We we have to also be be conscious of like burnout and 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 doing a lot. Like a lot of people are addicted to to that work ethic, you know, of burning the candle at both ends and just like, I'm killing it. I'm crushing it. I'm, I'm closing deals. I'm making money. That's all great. Um, but at some point you have to slow down and, and, and recognize, and, and, you know, to quote Ferris Bueller, you know, life moves, you know, fast. And if you don't stop and look around once in a while, you may miss it. And, 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 and our kids are great examples of that. You, you can be so busy in your business, look around and see your kids. I'm like, Holy crap. It looks like my daughter grew an inch, you know, because I'm not paying attention. Um, and that was one thing that I thought, like, I need to change because it was happening to me. Um, and and also, I'm not being my best, you know, in terms of being a husband and a father. So I had to really recognize and pull, pull, pull back, you know, still crushing and, and, and operating, you know, uh, you know, at times, but informing my wife and my family, hey, June's going to be very busy. So I'm going to be in and out, but then taking the time, just like a computer, when you hear the fan is like <laughs> revving because you have all this stuff happening, all these windows, all these applications, all this work that it's doing at the same time, it's telling you I'm overheating. Sometimes you got to shut that thing down, yep. right? Let it reset. Same thing with our bodies. We have to, we have to reset and, and take a moment to just, yep. you know, you know, breathe. <laughs> cool. Yeah, well, that's a great message there. Um, any books you're reading now that you'd, you'd recommend? Um, Dude, pe- I am, people check out. I am loving Blinkist. Um, so I, I, it's funny because when I got into audio, uh, Audible, and listening to books, you know, I'm like, yeah, I read blah blah. Um, you know, at one and a half speed. Um, but but Blinkist is great because I'm able to sort of absorb content um, through wonderful books that I want to read, but don't have the eight what, hours to listen to the audio for those who don't know. It's an app that basically wraps up um, th- a book like within 12 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But they do such a great job of summarizing um, it in a way that it's digestible. Um, I, so I listened to um, this morning, Jacko, Jacko Willink's uh, leadership. Uh, what the heck was it called? Um, let me look for it. It's, it's great. It's it's uh, leadership strategy and tactics is is the field manual for leadership strategy and tactics uh, by Jocko Willink. 
And it's great because that that's really sort of where I want my mindset each and every day now uh, as the companies are growing to, to, to be the best leader that I could possibly be for them. Hmm. Do you ever like, so it's like a 15 minute summary of a, of a book? Yeah. Something, something that range. Yeah. Do you ever feel that you got to go into listen to the whole book to get more? Or do you think that you're getting enough content from it that you're good? It's, it's serving the purpose for me in terms of like, um, setting my day okay. uh, and like planting the seeds for, for my day uh, by listening to certain books that are relevant to what's going on in my life at that time. Okay. So, so this morning, you know, like, because we had our team at this event, uh, certain things happened and certain feedback that I want to give them, but I want to do it in a way that's productive. Um, and this book just happened to pop up, you know, and I'm like, what am I going to listen to this morning? So do the gratitude affirmations, meditation in the morning, and then I have to read something, which sometimes I'll pick up a book, like a physical book, mm-hmm. or sometimes I'll do the blink. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, cool. it's a great app to check that out. Recommend and, uh, it. Yeah. Cool. So how can listeners connect, find out more about Eric Cabral, Podmax, on yeah, brands? I, I would love to, um, to give something to your audience. I've been doing this lately on on shows because I think people who want a personal brand, people don't know how to develop one or get it started. Uh, first, first you have to find what your message is. You know, be clear on your message and 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 how you want to tell that story. And this tool here at Podmax.co/masterclass is is something that we developed years ago, um, where it's basically the blueprint of how I created my personal brand and my story. So, just wanted to give it to your audience so that maybe okay. So podmax.co slash masterclass. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. We'll we'll check out that. And I'm sure that has all the links to get in contact with you from it. So yeah, yeah. I mean, our email's there. Our information's there. Um, If they want to reach to me, reach out to me directly. Um, You know, I I can give my email, but I'm not as responsive as I'd like to be. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, uh, Eric, E-R-I-K at onairbrands.com is is a great way to get a hold of me. But I'll get it. I'll get to it as soon as I can. Fantastic. <laughs> all right. Cool, Eric. Well, thanks for coming on and sharing your story and kind of all about your your, your life here. And I, I think, you yeah. know, you obviously delivered a ton of value as, as always. So I appreciate you, Brian. Thanks for having me. All right. Have a good one. I hope that you enjoyed listening to this episode of Business with Beers. My goal with every episode is to help inspire you to reach new levels of success in your own business and life. So start taking action today. And in order to help this podcast reach more people, please rate, review, and share. To connect with me on Instagram and Twitter, check out the links in the show notes. And until next time, have a great day.